Hey guys, Eric Martel here. And as you know, I'm all about passive income and achieving financial freedom. And the only way to do this is to build a passive income portfolio. And today what I'm going to talk about is how you can achieve financial freedom in 10 years, starting at zero dollars. This is a video that I've been really excited to make because so many people are asking me that, how do I do that? How long does it take to achieve financial freedom? I don't have enough money or how do I, how do I get there? And this video is going to tell you very specific strategies for you to do that. So today we're going to talk about how to calculate your passive income target, how much money you need, and then there's very specific strategies that you need to use in order to achieve that passive income target. So I'm going to show you how to get your financial house in order. I'm also going to help you to find ways to increase your income, reduce your taxes and invest properly so that you can achieve that target. But before we start our retirement, let's make sure that you click on the like and subscribe button to make sure that you watch all my videos because I'm planning to post the videos every week to help you achieve financial freedom, retire early and build that passive income portfolio. First, let's calculate our passive income target. So this is our goal. This is how much passive income we need to generate in order to be able to retire early, to be financially free and having income without having to work for it. This seems pretty obvious, but before we start any journey, we want to make sure that we have a goal, that we know where we're going. And this is what this passive income target is all about. So how do you calculate your passive income target? Well, you're basically creating a budget. You want to understand where and how you are spending money currently. So look at all the expenses, all the bills that you're paying over the year and then in each of the different categories. So how much you're spending on housing, clothing, healthcare, beauty, car and transportation. And don't forget to add also how much you're spending on entertainment, travel. Um, we want to include that as part of your passive income target because we want to have entertainment. We want to enjoy life when we retire. We don't want to be living in a basement. Uh, so this is very important to add that as part of your budget. Remember, as you're making these calculations, this is not about cutting down to the essential. This we want to enjoy life. We want to have a great lifestyle when you are financially free. So don't be too frugal in all in when you're creating that budget. Plan for a lifestyle and plan for security to make sure that you, you can really enjoy it. So just as an example, because through this video, I might use it as a, for illustration purposes. I'm going to assume that, you know, I've done my budget. I've made some adjustment for my lifestyle and I've added a little bit buffer and the, the amount, the passive income target that I will use for these videos and for these example is going to be $72,000 a year. So that's $6,000 a month. So assuming it's $72,000 a year, you need to achieve. How much money do you need really to get that? So you might have heard from uh, Wall Street and many articles out there, as well as your financial advisor, that how you determine how much money you need is you take your passive income target, how much money you need at retirement, and you multiply that by 25. And it's going to tell you how much money you need saved up in order to get to that $72,000 a year. So if that's your target, $72,000, multiply by 25, that's going to give you $3 million. So that means before you retire, you need to have saved up $3 million. So why this 25 rule is wrong is that it assumes that you're going to have this $3 million sitting in a stock market somewhere. And every year you're going to take 4% of that portfolio to pay yourself. 
that portfolio is going to go up a little bit and then you're going to take every year, you're going to take 4% and then you're going to adjust for inflation. But we know better than that. This is not how we can make, we can achieve financial freedom. This is not the best way to generate passive income. So in order for us to retire in 10 years, there's no way we're going to be able to save $3 million to get there. So we have to find another strategy that's going to work for us. And instead of looking at how to invest in the stock market and then having to deal with all the fluctuations of the market, we're going to talk about building a portfolio of single family rentals. We're going to start with one house and then build over time to reach our passive income target of $72,000 a year. So instead of the rule of 25, we're going to use the rule of eight. And the rule of eight is basically the multiplier that we're going to use if you are achieving financial freedom using single family rentals. And this would tell you how much money you need in down payment over the next 10 years in order to achieve your $6,000 a month passive income target. So if we look at our $72,000 a year passive income target, you multiply that by eight, which is our multiplier, and you get about $600,000 a year. So to clarify, this is the amount of down payment that you need to spend over the next 10 years to buy enough single family rentals to build that passive income portfolio. So this is assuming that we're gonna put $30,000 down for each property and that each property is gonna give you $300 a month in net cash flow. Assuming $72,000 a year in passive income target, that's about $6,000 a month, we're looking at buying 20 single family rentals over the next 10 years. So starting at zero, where do you get that kind of money? So the most obvious answer is the money you already have. And some of the money obviously is in your bank account. That's pretty obvious. I don't need to tell you this. But did you know that you can use the money that's already saved up in your 401k and your IRA in order to invest in real estate? Not many people know that, but this is possible to take that money and convert it into a self-directed IRA or self-directed 401k and invest and buy single family rentals with that money. And remember, we're not trying to save up that $600,000 upfront. We want to get enough money to buy our first single family rentals so that we can get that ball rolling, that snowball rolling. So if you don't have that $30,000 saved up already, uh, you need, it's time for you to look at other ways for you to save enough money to do that. And uh, the first recommendation is obviously looking at your expenses, how you're spending money, and be a little bit more frugal on how you spend that money. Look at your budget, look at your expenses, and then cut that down. Uh, just like Mary Kondo does for decluttering your house and getting rid of junk, you need to declutter your finance and get rid of, get rid of things that you don't need in your budget. Look at the big ticket items. So if you're spending a lot of money, for example, on, on vacation, taking the whole family to another country, maybe you want to do a staycation and stay close to home, spend a little bit less money. As long as you put these savings, the amount of money that you're saving, you're putting it towards that first house. Another big ticket item is obviously housing. So how much money are you spending on, on your apartment if you don't have a home? Uh, how much are you spending on your on your mortgage or your home uh, as well? You may want to look at that. You know, if you just a, a few hundred dollars of saving or, you know, $500 of saving for the whole year, that saves you about $6,000 for the year. So this is a massive uh, saving that you could put towards that first single family rental. Interesting one for me was cable subscriptions. One day just for fun, I called my cable uh 
provider and I said, hey, you know, what if I get rid of cable and I just want to keep internet? That's the only thing I care about. I don't need uh, all the uh, the other channels uh, because I watch I watch YouTube and Netflix and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then they told me that I would save $250 a month, $250 a month in cable subscription if I just get rid of that and keep the internet. So I told them, cut it now, <laughs> right away. And $250 a month, that's $3,000 a year. So another big one is cooking from home. So if you look at your budget and look at how much money you're spending at the restaurants every month or every year, a third of that would be the cost if you were to cook at home. So you would save two thirds of that amount if you were to cook at home instead. Often we forget about subscriptions that we're paying and they're just going in a, in a credit card and we're paying these credit cards blindly. Look at your credit card statement and identify these subscriptions that you don't need anymore, that you don't know about, and then just get rid of them. So you look at your budget, you cut out a bunch of stuff that you didn't need, a lot of expenses that were useless, you're eating at home more, and this is, this is great, this is very good. Um, but you may still need more money in order to get to that $30,000 within, within the year. So you may have to look at how, to, how do I increase my income in order to accelerate really this, uh, that, that saving, that $30,000 that we need. And, and this additional income uh, would help you not only in the first year, but also in future years. So here are some ideas on uh, some side hustles, side gigs that you could do uh, in order to generate that enough additional income to get to that $30,000 a little bit quicker. So software and web developer is a, is a very good side gig to have. Uh, there is, uh, if you need some, some skills, obviously, in order to do the software development, but the training can easily be accessible on, on YouTube. You can also pay uh, to get some, some minimal training somewhere. The other advantage is that when you start any of these side gigs is that it actually gives you additional uh, tax benefit because you're starting a business. That means that if you're buying, so your internet, your mobile phone, your, uh, your computers, all of these things now become tax deductions. Again, that reduce your tax liabilities and that means more savings for you to invest in year two. So check the links below. Uh, I put them in the description. Uh, if you wanna, if you're interested in learning and being trained at in becoming a software developer or a web developer. And once you finish your training, uh, you can advertise your services on platforms like Ups, Upwork or Fiverr, and then let everybody know that hey, you you are available to do some software development or web development. And these are pretty well paying uh, jobs and gigs. So uh, you won't need to work that many hours in order to achieve your goal. Speaking of uh, Fiverr and Upwork, uh, if you feel a little bit more creative, you might be interested in gigs like writer or photographer. These are high demand, uh, creative type um, jobs that are always uh, in demand and they're in more demand now than ever. And you don't have to have that much experience in order to get a couple of gigs on these websites. So you want to, you're interested in real estate when you want to buy that single family rental. So you're already going to be in that real estate field. So why not have some kind of gig, side gig that are, is uh, related to that field? One of them is called a wholesaler. And a wholesaler is really a deal finder. You find deals for other people. You build a list of investors and uh, 
and real estate developer and you understand what kind of properties they're looking for and how to run the numbers and then you just go on the phone and uh, on, in your car and you find deals for them. Uh, you pass these contracts up to them or these opportunities up to them and they give you a finder's fee or an assignment fee is often called. Depending on your market, these assignment fees could be significant. It could be substantial between five and 15 and maybe sometime even 20 and $30,000 depending on the value of the property. So you can get to that $30,000 pretty quickly. Another way to increase your income is called house hacking. So if you have a basement, if you have extra an extra bedroom in your house or apartment, this is a good way to generate income by renting that extra space to someone else. When I bought my first house, uh, this is what we did. We basically finished the basement and we rented that basement out to a young couple. That was great. It helped us pay the mortgage down. This was more money for us that we could apply to other saving. And in this case, this is money saved up that you can put towards a down payment for your first rental. So this is a lot of information. So I'm going to go pretty fast on this. So make sure you keep up. Here are the numbers that I use in order to illustrate how you can achieve financial freedom within the next 10 years. And all these numbers are achievable. Uh, let's start with the salary. The starting salary that I'm using is $100,000 for the family. And that should be achievable. I'm also including in here a side gig of $1,000 a month. So you can do a side gig, but you can also do like house hacking or some other ways to increase your income. So we're going to buy our first rental and this is going to cash flow $300 a month. So this is going to add $3,600 a year in income. So our passive income target, you remember, is like $72,000 for this family. I'm assuming that this is the initial expenses that they had in their budget of $72,000 a year is the same but I'm also including in here a cutback of $6,000 a year. So you're going to cut down some of the, maybe the, the, the cable and uh, you're going to cut down some other things to make up for that $6,000. Once you retire that $6,000, you don't have to cut back anymore. This could be used for as a buffer. This could be used for a bigger travel budget, whatever you need, but then you can get back to that $72,000 a year for your passive income target. And that's only $500 a month. It's pretty easy to, uh, to get that saving. You should be able to easily save $30,000 in that first year that will be able to, where you would be able to buy that first single family rental. And in the second year, then this is going to add an additional $3,600 a year to your income. So you should be able in the second year now to save $33,000 in order to buy your second single family rental. So I know it seems like a lot. There's a lot of changes, more work, a side gig and all of that. But you need to do this if you want to retire within 10 years. You need to save that $30,000 a year in order to buy that single family rental. And pretty soon that's going to snowball because these single family rentals are going to add additional income to your, uh, to your budget. And just watch how quickly it goes. So for the first couple of years with your $30,000 saving and the additional cash flow from your rentals, uh, you'll be able to buy one property per year. But look what happens in year four. In year four, you're now able to save $60,000 a year. So instead of buying one property per year, you're now able to buy two single family rentals a year. And that's only for adding up your rental income. 
And the next big jump happens in year eight, where you're able to save $92,000 a year, and you can go from two houses a year to buying three houses a year. And by year 10, just by adding these single family rentals over the years, you basically quadruple your annual income. And now you have a decision to make. You can retire, you have enough, uh, you have reached your passive income target, or you can keep going. Things are a little bit easier now. And if you want to quit your job, you can do so. If you enjoy your job, you want to continue, you can continue to do that. And maybe your side gig is going to be so interesting that you want to continue with your side gig full time. But if you really like real estate, you might continue to build that passive income portfolio and continue to grow it for yourself or for your children. But at least you have a choice. You're able to decide what you want to do with your time. So I know at the beginning, it, it sounds like you're making a lot of sacrifices, a lot of changes, and you're working extra hard. But look, within 10 years, you are able to achieve financial freedom on a relatively normal salary, nothing unusual, no, no savings, and starting from zero. I hope that with this exercise, it shows you that you can do this. This is not, it's not for the rich. You can start with zero dollars and you can get there. You just have to be consistent. If you have some savings, it may take you even less than 10 years to get there. Uh, if uh, you have some other circumstance, personal circumstances, it may take you a little bit more, but at least you know that you can get there. So if you have any questions or if I missed anything, make sure you put that in the comments below. I try to answer these questions. Also, make sure that you like and subscribe uh, because every week I'm going to be making these videos to make sure that you are motivated to achieve financial freedom and to help you achieve financial freedom as soon as possible. Thank you and goodbye.